Hey there, everyone. James Hilliard here, welcoming you to another Tech Experience podcast brought to you by Connection. Now, we all know the COVID-19 pandemic has a lot of companies out there reevaluating remote work strategies. When the pandemic hit, industry stepped up. We really did meet the challenge of quickly adapting, getting those that could work from home, working from home. Now we're at a stage that challenge is how do we improve that? How do we thrive during these adverse conditions? And you've got companies out there with a lot of questions they're facing now. One of the questions, will employees return to the office? Right? What would that hybrid look like? Some working from home, some at the office. What capacity we're going to have? This idea of digital dexterity, right? Keeping the company assets secure, but also being able to have some flexibility about working from home, adhering uh, to continuity plans. Those are all things that the teams are questioning. And one of the biggest things is about the investment in modern devices and technology. We're faced with an economic backdrop of companies seeing slowing revenue. They've got costs they're looking to cut. They're not spending as much, but they want to have productive employees so we can kind of start that engine back up. So we've got three experts joining us to talk about how they and their customers have been more productive working from home, thanks in no small part to modern devices. This tech experience conversation starts right now. Let me go ahead and introduce our three panelists here today. Microsoft's Kyle Vanson is with us, U.S. Commercial Master Trainer. Back in the day, he helped build Best Buy's Microsoft Expert Program last two years. He's really been focused on the commercial space. We've got Intel's Rhett Livingood. He is the Director, Digital Business Enabling Client Computing Group. He's out there working with Global 5000 Enterprises, SMB customers worldwide. Really has great insights into worker needs. So looking forward to hearing some stories. And we have Lenovo's Burton Kersey. Bert here with us, Channel Account Manager. Again, a road warrior been with Lenovo and Connection customers out there. So again, a guy with a front row seat into what customers are dealing with day in and day out. So we'll talk about some new devices and modern devices. I want to start off though, Kyle, with you talking about what the work from home situation meant to you. Was it new? Was it old school for you? What, what impact did it have on you personally? Thank you so much, first of all, for having me, James, and for using my title, you know, it's not an embarrassing title at all, Master Trainer. <laughs> Ridiculous. Honestly, it was about 50-50 because I am either working from home to build training content or deliver webinars to a team spread out really across the US, or I'm heading to in-person events, which are, could be, you know, in front of an audience of 30, 40, or much larger trade shows. So that entire half of my job has shut down completely and everything has either been rescheduled to a date to be determined in the far future or moved to a virtual experience. We're building one right now for the entire North American field labor team, both retail and commercial for the United States. And this is our first time attempting such a thing virtually. So part of it is business as usual and part of it are you know a brave new frontier of challenges. Uh, Bert, you and I have been on the road many times together, just like Kyle saying, being in front of customers. I'm assuming that just shut down big time for you as well. Completely. I'll tell you, my frequent flyer miles, I've got nowhere to spend them. And I'm not earning any more, right? No. So 
you know, things have really changed for me. I've always worked at home at least a, a couple of days out of the week, but really it's being only from home. So it's not a, a personal transformation of, I don't know how to do the work, right? Or be productive. It's more of how do I enable from home when I can't physically go be in front of somebody? That has been probably the most transformative scenario, you know, that this whole COVID-19 has brought for us. Well, we'll talk a lot about that productivity aspect. Rhett, was this a big change for you? And, and maybe they'll slide us into some productivity of how productive you feel at home these days. Yeah, you know, working at home, you know, it's interesting trying to replicate the office. You know, the first thing you have to deal with is you have others at home, you know, sharing bandwidth, right? And you don't realize how much bandwidth things like video takes. A lot of people, you know, in their offices and on the go would use you know, teleconferences, you know, on the phone without video. When you had video in there, you suddenly realize whatever device you're on, you know, you learn that uh, some devices handle video well, some do not. So that's a big change. The other change, you know, if you have a lab environment or you have a big workstation and you're doing some graphics work or even looking at building types of things, being able to access those remotely and patch them and fix them and keep the OS going. It's a big deal. So, you know, it's a lot of changes from home and things like used to use VPN and now we're trying to get all the apps off of VPN to get the bandwidth up there. And what does that mean for security, which I know is a super hot topic. And as you know, the the bad guys went from trying to get you at work to try to get you at home. And it's been an interesting transition. Yeah, I'd seen a stat recently, some, you know, 350% increase in, in fraud type attacks and attempts towards all of us working at, at home right now. One of the observations I had, I started working from home remotely 15 years ago. And what I saw, though, when all of a sudden a mass amount of the workforce got sent home is companies started using old meeting software old, legacy, clunky, bolted on with a million different Frankenstein-looking add-ons, and it was just clunky, and it didn't work. It worked a little bit, right? It got us connected a little bit, but people weren't productive. And so, Kyle, that is one of the things where what I'm seeing now is the newer technologies, things like Teams, is something that has been there. But this was like, let's go. Let's see if this works. And it's really taken off. I'm getting invited to more and more of those than ever before. Absolutely. The calendars for not just myself, but everyone I work with have really exploded. You mentioned Microsoft Teams, and this is something I faced as well. My wife, of course, is working from home. She works with a hospital group, so she's virtually on the front lines of this whole pandemic experience. And she, in her organization, they've been using Skype for business. And now they are just transitioning to Microsoft Teams, which, and it couldn't have come at a better time because Skype for business was great for IMing and audio and video calling, and that's it. And everything else that Teams is capable of, from you know taking comprehensive meeting notes during a meeting to file sharing, collaborating on documents and, and having them all in a saved space, to even connecting to other applications like Microsoft Whiteboard and having this expansive space for people to take notes at the same time, you can't do that on something that's just a dedicated, you know, IMing or audio video calling piece of software. So yeah, I agree that we need to start embracing these sort of more comprehensive meeting tools and the quicker, the better. Well, the quicker, the better. And in the device, I've got a newer laptop. Happens to be a Lenovo. Hey, Bert. 
talking about hey, it too. Hey. You know all about my machine. And one of the things is the touchability. And I started using that as soon as I got my hands touching it. I've been doing that the last six months. And it's so weird going back to, like, if I'm helping my kids, go back to an older machine, I start touching stuff. And they're like, Dad, it's not yours. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but we have all these other tools. And again, I saw these clunky older technologies. And the idea of trying to touch, the, the apps weren't built to be touched, whereas Teams and others I see are. Is that been something, Bert, as you've been talking to customers out there, they're like, Bert, we got these great machines, but some of the apps are just clunky. A hundred percent. You know, James, I'll, I'll take you back. And, you know, Kyle, this is kind of to your point, is when this all kicked off, really Lenovo was just rolling out Microsoft Teams to our entire employee base. So really my intro into my transformation into a COVID you know, remote world began with Teams. And with that, we've been able to quickly, you know, it is now our, our primary file share. It's now how we all collaborate. It's how I get with a team of 14, 15 people and we're most effective, right? And all day, every day when I'm having consultations with customers, a lot of what we, we talk about is what applications are you using? And I'm still, and now I'm beginning to start to consult on, hey, touch-enabled devices, touch-enabled collaboration, touch-enabled applications. What are all these different things that make an employee more effective, more productive while they're at home? So we are absolutely seeing a major transition. You know, what I would see as what a lot of companies' three-year, five-year view was has now been shrunk down to this year because that was the goal. And now we need to make that a reality today. Yeah. And I think, Bert, if I can just jump in, you know, Intel, really, our transition happened literally over a month where we went from, from Skype to, to Teams and adding that video capability and how easy it is to Kyle's point on collaborating with documents, the experience of going between my wonderful Lenovo ThinkPad notebook or PC onto a phone, that experience being way more seamless than some of the, the past software, it really makes a difference. And I, I'd use, a lot of people talk about working from home, but I would say, you know, working from anywhere. I mean, nowadays you might, gosh, be in the grocery store or the coffee shop or the gas station. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you, you need to get connected and really having something that's, that's reliable and secure when you're really anywhere, I think that's the future. Well, one of the things that we also used to look at, Red, is as someone was out there, you know, procurement managers and IT teams, they'd like, all right, give me that fastest Intel chip. Let's go, right? We'll, we'll, we'll spend some money on that. Yeah, that's still important. But we also want things Wi-Fi 6, right? Because I know so many people go from car to home to other part of the home. I've got two networks in my house, kids and, and wife in the front of the house, in the back of the house. I have my network, my studio work and things like that. And so I want to be able to quickly go between those without having to log back off, drop out of something, come back on. Those are all things that people really need to be looking at too. It's not just speed anymore. Yeah, that's true. And you know, it's interesting with Wi-Fi 6. And for, for those of you that haven't tried or upgraded yet, there is a, a big difference between Wi-Fi 5 or Wi-Fi 6. And, you know, as that comes out into the marketplace and really the next generation of PCs actually have it embedded and it's actually built into the PC. So it's ready to go. And especially for video conferencing, I mean, it's a game changer. I mean, you can, you know, we all multitask, right? We have multiple apps open and having video on, even doing a background. A lot of people like to do cool backgrounds. I don't have a cool background today with, you know, a beach scene or something, but you can clearly see the difference between, you know, a three, a five, a seven series with just a simple uh, video background. And it really 
it's kind of funny. I, I told people, you know, the old the old PC is coming back to actually, you know, needing some power in in this remote world we live. Kyle, uh, you and I had talked before this, and and uh, you had mentioned to me that your your wife is an artist as well, and she enjoys that type of work. Mm-hmm. There, to me, there's an artistry as well. You can get eight people on a call. I I have a bit of a bias when I see that person with the low quality camera. Something that is a little, I do make a judgment. I'm like, oh, well, is this someone I can trust? Especially if they're, say, representing a major company, but they don't have good quality coming from home interacting with me. It gives me a little bit of a pause. Has that been something you've heard from folks out there? I certainly believe so. We're currently with Microsoft in this stage where we've just passed end of support for Windows 7. That was our last massive campaign to help people move away from that old operating system and get on Windows 10. And now that date has passed. And there might be some Windows 7 devices out there, and it's crucial to help people move off of those because those are now unsafe uh, as they're no longer receiving those regular updates. But Windows 10, it's hard to believe, is like over five years old. So folks could still be on you know, an up-to-date operating system, but on devices where you know, having you know, an array of great microphones and a great webcam built in were not the priority. Because these devices were meant to, you know, sit at a cubicle desk and maybe dock into a monitor and we had meetings in person. So modern hardware is not only, you know, increasing processor power and connecting to better Wi-Fi, but, and I'm sure Burton can talk more about this in depth, but has, you know, just a better array of conferencing equipment built in. Kyle, you hit the nail on the head, right? You know, when we look at our, our most modern devices that are you know, what is actually helping to to solve for some of these issues or making us more productive, right? You know, our latest gen ThinkPads, all of them have a, a unified communication key on the function row, right? So the way I answered this call was by clicking F11, which answers video calls, or I can hang up or I can mute it, right? Or change the volume just of that, which would be, you know, different than any other background audio I wanted. Also, our modern devices have the Think Shutter, which if you don't have a post-it note on the the front of your webcam, right? We did away with that. It's a built-in physical shutter that, that goes over the, the camera that prevents you know, your computer from popping up while you're still working out what you're going to wear for the day. You know, we've seen crazy things. So, or also you know, a yoga with a stylus. You mentioned earlier Microsoft whiteboard, right? I use this all the time with my 365-degree active pen to be able to collaborate that way. So these are all you know, features that are a newer uh, Windows 10 device will have, but an older one may not. Yeah. And Bert, I just wanted to jump in. You also have a great thing called Think Shield, which is added in there. And I actually worked with your wonderful team at Lenovo on uh, the aspects of Intel Hardware Shield. And it actually connects in with the Microsoft Enterprise software and their modern approach. And nowadays, even my, it's interesting, the bad guys used to go after the big companies, right? And now they've gone after the smaller companies. In fact, there's been an 80% increase in the last three months we've seen. And what's shocking is, you know, employees click on bad links at home just like they do at work. But when they're at home and they may not have all the other, you know, IT support or whatever, all of a sudden they're in a big pickle. And I think having a device with a modern OS on there that'll actually show you where the bad guys are at and being able to get rid of those very, very quickly and easily. I think that kind of, it's almost, I call it, it's almost like having an an IT person in your pocket, right? Where you're at home. It really adds another sense of security when you're not in an office environment with big supporting staff. 
I wanted to come back, Bert, and, and thank you for the consult you gave me a couple of months ago when, when I got myself into this, my pad here, my, my P1. Uh, one of the things you had talked about to me was battery life. And you were talking to me about it, but I was like, whatever. I use my machine like four or five hours a day. Anything's going to be fine. Only if I'm not using 10 plus hours a day now, switching between working, video calls, being at home dad, teacher, all that. So I got to put a little plug in and, and praise to, uh, thanks for the battery life, because that's something else <laughs> that I think all of us are running these machines so much more than we were, say, three or four months ago. James, you're spot on and you're welcome. Uh, you you. Know, the, the, the battery life, you know, I tell you, one of the hardest things about, you know, transitioning to a full work from home is, is delineating that time that I'm actually working versus, you know, working longer hours or, or taking those breaks or juggling having to be a teacher, juggling having to also fit in my own personal use into it. And, and folks can only sit in a certain spot for a certain amount of time before you need to get up, you need to move, but you still need to be productive. So the battery life, 100% has been so important which we've increased exponentially in the past couple of years as we get thinner and lighter and, and better technology. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, good. And, and, and Red, as, as Bert's talking about you know, productivity, we've talked about some of the tools out there, but can you share with all of us a personal, Rhett, this is what I do to stay productive, especially come you know, Thursday, 3 p.m. local time when you've been on probably 15 to 30 uh, calls already throughout the week. You've been in front of the machine longer than you probably ever had been, you know, previously. What are you doing to physically, mentally stay engaged and stay productive? Yeah, I think the way to do this, I mean, you know, on average, they've actually measured uh, the last three months. People went from an average of, uh, if you had an eight-hour workday, it's gone up to almost 11 hours um, for a lot of people, which, which is a lot. So I try to add in a walking meeting, if you will. And that's where I go between, between my devices and my nice thin and light ThinkPad. I actually take and uh, go, go on a little walking tour. And you can actually, uh, you know, connect that in and maybe have the video part be on your phone. But I think getting up and moving around and just getting out of wherever it may be, whether it's a coffee shop, you know, your kitchen table, your home office, it's, it's a good way to stay productive because I think if you don't do movement, that, that 11 hours just is, it's not good to stay in one spot. Yeah, I'd seen a survey recently of work from home employees and they were saying, what were some of the challenges? One was technology, right? Their technology just was not up to speed. It wasn't modern. Kyle, the other thing they said, take a guess. Meeting fatigue. That was up there, but it was not uh, number two. Bert, take a guess. Meeting fatigue. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. You yeah. stole it. Um, well, I'm it, sorry. It, the chair. I was about oh. to say bad chairs. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got this, a hundred percent. I just got a brand new chair. I'm, unfortunately, there's not a lot of meat on my bones, and I mean, it was absolutely miserable. Come four or five o'clock, so I was going to go sit on the couch. I've got another charger over there just so I can sit down and take some meetings in that time frame. And and I'll tell you, so that it definitely when I heard, it, I'm like, oh yeah. And then secondly, for me, and it kind of goes to what you were talking about there. Mine is lighting. I happen to be in the far reaches of my home. It is a darkened area for a studio. I do video and things like that. But all of a sudden, I don't have that natural light. So I don't know what's going on outside. So just the idea of being able to set yourself up in a good way. Kyle, with your team and the folks you work with, was that something that you all as a team took any time to put any guidelines and thoughts and say, hey, team, let, let's, let's find the time to get out. Let, let's mix things up a little bit. We have tried a ton of stuff for as far as like 
getting out. I see a ton of people hop onto, you know, Teams meetings and they turn on their video and they're outside, which uh, I'm a bit envious of. I, since I have a work from home situation, I have a proper desk in an office, but it's a big tower with multiple monitors. I'm set up to do a lot of stuff. I can't just unplug it and head outside. So I'm a bit jealous every time I see that. Uh, and then we've tried other socializing events. We have regular, you know, happy hour meetings and, and other specialty events. In fact, tomorrow I'm participating in a Lenovo event to deliver some training. I'll be covering off on security and management in Windows 10. And then they've set up a cooking class uh, to help, you know, reward the people for, for attending the training and for being, you know, high level resellers and then bring them in and have, I, I believe it's actually someone from the Food Network, like a, a well-respected celebrity chef leading us through a cooking class. So even though those elements are there of, of getting people together and having these massive trade show events or other you know, exciting reasons to come together for a training, we're finding ways to still connect with one another socially, if not in person. Well, you know, Kyle, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, one of the, the biggest things that we're trying to solve for is how do I keep my team engaged, right? So I've got a team of about 20 folks that you know, we all collaborate at all times during the day, whether it be a chat, whether it be a phone call, whether it be a video conference. You know, prior to COVID, we were in the same building and we'd sit with each other. So how do we continue that? And one thing that we've done that I highly recommend for everyone is with your closest team, we've set a, a standing meeting every day from 8 o'clock to 8.30 that we call it the room. At any given time during the day, you can just jump into the room right? And in there is going to be someone from the team. And that's how we say, hey, we're pinging back and forth. We need to jump on a meeting real quick. Let's hop in the room. That's a very cool yeah. idea. Bert, that's a great idea. We've done a similar thing. We do it weekly with people uh, in so many different meetings, but I think it is good to connect. And yeah, we actually brought in a uh, professional bartender and we shipped out uh, actually mixer to everybody and of course there was a alcoholic and non-alcoholic version of the drinks but they actually showed us how to properly make some standard drinks it was kind of fun it was a reason for people to get together maybe do a little artistry and again maybe at least get out of your office go at least to the kitchen you know for a long walk but you know i think movement and some things that are different because yeah it is different you don't realize how much time for those of us that travel a lot you spend traveling and when you're not traveling Wow, you fill that time with with other stuff like sitting, which is maybe <laughs> lots not of sitting. <laughs> lots of sitting, which is not good. I joke with some of my friends out there that you know my kids finished YouTube last week. There's nothing left to watch. <laughs> they got to the end. Didn't know there was an end, but they got there. One of the, I, I'm in the Bay Area, guys, and had just seen a recent article. I, I think it was the San Francisco Chronicle, but but uh, I don't have the source right in front of me. They had looked at a lot of the major tech companies here and had seen this uh, flight of talent, not leaving the companies, just leaving vicinity, but still working, right? Because all these companies said, hey, you, you don't need to be here. And if you don't, you know, and choose not to come back in the office, then so be it. Have you guys experienced this, Rhett, maybe just starting with you? Ha have you seen yeah. the the ability to have such good tools, and, and Intel has always been pushing uh, a lot of remote work, where, where that helps you attract the right talent, even if they decide, hey, I'm going to come either from another area, or I might leave, say, in Oregon or, or someplace, but, but go somewhere else. Yeah, we've seen, you know, quite a few people. I mean, I think the reality is it's, it's going to be a year from now before we're really back in the office that we really have a you know, a, a real trade show experience before getting together in big groups. You know, international travel has been frozen for a year. So I think 
people might think there's some magic going to happen at the end of the year or early next year, but I always look towards towards China and some of the countries that have have gotten this first and what they've done. And, you know, they have pretty much gone to all masks, no matter, no matter what. And a lot of the people are just, you know, working from anywhere and, you know, the remote places they can go, they, they should. So again, that you almost have your entire office and IT system you're going to be taking with you anywhere. So you would definitely want to make sure you've got a good standard system because you're, you're going to see this for at least the next 12 months, I believe. And James, you know, to, to point out some of the other things I've seen is a lot of my friends who work in the big cities, they are no longer working remote, right? Some of them are moving home. Some of them are finding new places to live. One of my best friends right now, he's still working, but he's on a road trip. 8 a.m. to 5.30, he's on his computer working off a, a hotspot. And then, you know, I think he's in Idaho right now hiking. I think what you're going to see is employees are going to start demanding that flexibility. We've done it for X amount of time. It's going to be extremely important when it comes to trying to acquire new millennial talent into the workforce. So I think that being able to create an environment that can foster that, allow you to get the best productivity out of your employee is going to be absolutely critical when it comes to you know, company strategy and how you, uh, you implement IT. And Kyle, we've seen numbers out there and, and I can throw out a variety of them. Again, if we had to source them, we could, but you know, 80, 90% of millennials pulled out there. They'll say, yeah, you know, workforce technology impacts where I want to work, where I want to stay. 30% increase expected by in, in just the next 10 years of just work from home jobs. That's just what they will be, right? So the ability to be cutting edge for companies out there to offer, and it's not just a bring your own device anymore, that the networks work correctly, that everything is secure as well. I mean, there's so many other factors going into that and, and have an impact on where we choose to work these days. Absolutely. The difference between what a consumer can buy, you know, via, you know, a Best Buy website or, you know, if they're reopening in-person stores, even if the hardware itself is premium quality, What's happening on the inside, just the difference between the consumer Windows 10 home version and what's happening from a security and management perspective on Windows 10 Pro is that major difference. Like you were saying, I, I wouldn't trust a company that said, we're going to, you know, we have to move to this remote workforce. If you've got a computer in the home, that's just fine. That'll, you know, <laughs> do the job just well. Well, it really won't. It, it's up to uh, what that device actually is. And more likely than not, it won't be configured with, with Windows 10 Pro and the security features that come standard there. And if it's not a modern device, if it's four to five years old, it probably doesn't have the hardware specs to run, you know, virtualization-based security where we're cordoning off, you know, your credential information or, or, or the, the firmware information. So even if you are you know, hit by some sort of malware attack, those crucial bits of information are, are cordoned off. If you don't have, you know, standard levels of RAM or processing power, your PC simply can't do that stuff that's happening, you know, below the surface that we on a day-to-day -day don't really think about. Guys, let's do this. I want to go around the table, kind of bring it back to, to where we started about what the experience of, of remote work meant to all of us. I want to see if we can share a tip with uh, folks out there. And, and Rhett, I'm going to start with you, and then Bert, and then Kyle, we're going to wrap it uh, with your thought. But what's something, Rhett, you've learned in the last several months, either something you learned yourself, you learned from a colleague, you learned from a customer about kind of dealing with and working from home that you have either implemented or is still on your to-do list, but you're going to try? 
Wow. Well, I think, you know, for implementing some things, I would think it is around the increased use of video and things like lighting, something as similar as, you know, where the camera is, being aware of, you know, speaking and kind of trying to keep a business mindset while working in a chaotic home environment. I would say thinking about, you know, recreating your your business in, environment anywhere is the big thing that I've really tried to do in the last three months. And that's involved getting some new peripherals, maybe even new devices to, to make that happen. Bert, what's one to grow on? I'll tell you what, we've had some rough days in the past couple of months. And sometimes it's it's hard to get out of that funk. And one way I've found that I'm able to do it is I, I dress for success on the days where I absolutely need to. So it's, it's sometimes just as simple as getting up, following your, your typical routine that you would pre-COVID and dressing nicely, whether if I'm going to be on camera or not, right? It's just getting yourself in that mindset of I'm going to work for the next couple hours. And then afterwards, I'm getting back to my casual clothes and I'm going to sit on the couch. Kyle, if you are someone who frequently has to not only attend virtual meetings, but lead them or present with them and you're working not just in your own business, but with a lot of different clients, companies, get there early and test your stuff. We don't live in a utopian Star Trek-like society where everyone is using Microsoft Teams (laughs) 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 to plug my own stuff. And I've had plenty of situations where we just don't get there early enough to test a PowerPoint or something in this different presentation software. Whereas, you know, if it was an in-person event, yeah, you could head down to that conference room and check out the projector the day before because you've flown in with plenty of time. Here, you forget that I can just log in and it'll be all ready to go. Get there a little bit ahead of time to make sure that your video and audio and all that is ready to go. And I'm going to end with kind of a combo tip that comes off of what you're saying there, Kyle. One, I think if you schedule a 30-minute meeting, get it done in 25. Give Mm -hmm. everybody that extra little moment to get off, to freshen up, to get on the next one. And my last one is video has become the thing that we're all doing, right? You can schedule an audio-only meeting once in a while. And people I've found, they like that. Okay, James, why aren't we doing video? Don't need it. Great. I don't have to worry about hair. I don't have to worry about the light. It's one of those things that they, I've had a couple of thank yous when they've been audio-only. Little tip for me for what it's worth. With that, I want to remind everyone listening, if you want to learn more about modern devices, some of the questions that teams are thinking about and dealing with and connection.com slash make the shift. You can also, of course, reach out to your connection account reps and they would be happy to talk with you and get you more information. If you are not already subscribed to Techsperience, then I say today is the day that you should. Make sure that you like, share, and follow on whatever platform you listen to us on. If you have a comment for us, email that into podcast at connection.com. On behalf of the entire team, James Hilliard here. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to talking down the road on the next episode of Tech Experience. <laughs>